0: Hello, and welcome back to Koala Moon, a podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Are you a sharer? Do you love being with your friends and sharing your food, toys, and stationery with them all? Well, so is the main character in tonight's story, a picnic loving hare called Hamper. He adores throwing picnics for all his buddies. But before we get to know him better, I'd like to give a mega shout out to our newest Coco Clubbers. Hello and welcome to Maggie, Claudia, Tiami, Daisy, Jack, Hallie and Tessie, Sebastian and Enzo, Nora Boo, Ada and Marcus. Thank you for joining the club, guys, for writing in with your lovely messages and for giving us your story suggestions and showing us your drawings. We're in awe of the creative talent amongst our listeners. You're all incredible budding artists and writers. Keep it going and keep getting your sleep in so that you've always got bags of energy to create and come up with more ideas. And so you can have plenty of fun with your friends too. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Hmm, talking about friends. In tonight's story, we're meeting our little friend Hamper the Hare, who loves throwing huge picnics for all of his friends in Sleepy Forest? There's just one problem. He often runs out of food. Luckily, he meets a harvest fairy who offers a solution to his conundrum. So get comfy and relaxed in bed as I begin Hamper the Hare's Basket of Plenty by Luke Prendergast. <laughs> There was nothing in the world that Hamper the Hare loved more than a picnic. He lived in a burrow on the edge of Sleepy Forest, and three of the four rooms in his house were dedicated to picnicking. The walls of his kitchen were lined with shelves bearing all kinds of ingredients, flour, dried fruits, jars of pickles, little pots of spices. From the kitchen hung bunches of herbs that he had grown and picked himself from his herb garden and on the floor could always be found some chocolate sprinkles he'd spilled and forgotten to pick up. There was always something cooking in the kitchen. Quiches and pork pies, finger sandwiches and blueberry muffins, sponge cakes and caramel brownies. And, of course, Hamper's personal favourite, leek and carrot pies. Two other rooms were dedicated to storing even more ingredients for the food he made, along with the chinaware, plates, knives and forks, blankets and napkins, which were absolutely essential for throwing a really good picnic. The final room was his bedroom, with a small bed and an oak wardrobe, which was the one place in his home that was a refuge from his picnicking antics. Though he had to admit that, From time to time, a jar of homemade jam might find itself being stored on the bookshelf in his bedroom. Hamper loved throwing picnics so much because it meant he got to hang out with all of his friends. He was an incredibly generous young hare. Everyone in Sleepy Forest said so. He would make special treats for each of his friends. Chocolate mud pie for Buck the beaver bamboo cupcakes for Coco the koala and tiny lettuce and seed buns for Wimbley the hamster and invite them to climb the little hill that rose beside the forest where they would lay out blankets, watch the sun slowly dipping down through the sky and feast on all the delightful picnic foods Hamper had made. But there was one little problem and it was up to Coco to point it out. One afternoon, Hamper had thrown a wonderful picnic. More animals than ever had come, because people always wanted to bring their friends. Hamper's picnics were getting just that famous. Afterwards, everyone had played a game of roly-poly down the hill. Peanut the armadillo had been crowned champion because he was so good at rolling himself into a ball. When everyone had gone home, Coco stayed behind to help Hamper clear up the empty plates and cups. Wow, said Hamper with a great deal of pride. People must have really enjoyed this picnic. Everything has gone. There's nothing left. Coco agreed that everyone really had loved the picnic. Then he stroked his chin thoughtfully for a moment, wondering if he should say what was on his mind. And he decided it was best that he did. Hamper, Coco said to him. You're always making all these wonderful picnics for everyone in Sleepy Forest. But the one problem is, everyone seems to eat their fill of your delicious food, except for you. I never see you take a single mouthful for yourself. And then, there's never any left over at the end. Coco was right. While he was always very pleased that everyone had fun at his picnics, Hamper often went home hungry himself, where he whipped himself up a simple meal from whatever few ingredients he had left. But he said to Coco that he didn't mind that. It was more important that other people ate and drank and had fun. But Hamper, Coco said gently, if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after everyone else. Hamper thumped his foot against the floor. There wasn't much good arguing with what Coco had just said. Coco was clearly very wise. Are you saying that I should be less generous with other people? Hamper asked. I'm not quite saying that, said Coco. Your generosity is absolutely wonderful. It's what makes you one of the best and most beloved of all of us living in Sleepy Forest. But still, I do worry. You need to be generous to yourself from time to time. Hamper thought about this for a few moments. While he was thinking, one of his ears, which usually stuck straight upwards, bent and flopped down, which is what the ears of hares often do when they're trying to solve a problem. After a while, hampers pointed back upwards to the sky. Thank you for thinking of me, Coco. You are a true friend. I'll have a think about what you've said and see if there's anything to be done about it. And with that, once all the plates and cups had been cleared up and put in Hamper's wicker basket, the two friends waved goodbye to each other and set off in opposite directions through sleepy forest to their homes. As he hopped in between the trunks of trees, with a dappled light of the sun filtering in through the leaves above, Hamper considered, what Coco had said to him. Coco was right. Hamper often forgot to look after himself. But Hamper didn't want to start being less generous to his friends. He didn't want to cook less food, bake fewer cakes, or put a limit on how many people could come to his picnics. He didn't want to eat when his guests were still hungry. It wasn't in his nature. But then again... Like Coco said, he had to be generous to himself as well. Oh, this is a real conundrum, he said out loud as he hopped past a particularly old and gnarly yew tree. I wish there was a way I could be generous to my friends and generous to myself at the same time. Hamper said these words out loud to himself. Thinking that nobody was around. But as soon as he spoke them, he heard a strange sound coming from the old yew tree. It sounded like a shimmering. That's the only way he could describe it like the gentlest wind passing through the most delicate of wind chimes. He stopped still and hopped about. To his surprise, Out of one of the deep cracks in the tree's dark trunk floated a fairy. She had long, dark hair and a dress made out of fallen leaves, golden and orange and brown. Around her neck was a necklace of thistle flowers, and on her head she wore a crown of golden wheat. The fairy hovered in the air above him and said, Hello, Hamper. Now, Hamper had often heard that there were all kinds of magical creatures, like fairies and warlocks and cheeky little imps living all over Sleepy Forest. But he'd never actually seen one. So he was a little wonderstruck as he looked up at the fairy, hanging in the air above him. Eventually, when he'd got over his surprise, he said, Hello, who are you? I'm the fall fairy, she said. I look after all things autumnal, like harvests and leaf falls and the darker colours of the sun. I heard that something was troubling you as you passed by my old yew tree. So I thought I'd come out and see you for myself. Oh, said Hamper, I didn't know you were in there. I was only talking to myself. What was it that was troubling you? asked the fairy. Hamper, who was shy and didn't like to ask too much of others, looked away and held his tongue. Come on, the Fool fairy said. Tell me, what's the matter? and maybe I can help you. It was something, I think, to do with your famous picnics. Hamper's heart swelled with pride to hear that his picnics were famous, even among the fairies. And this gave him the boldness to tell the fairy the problem that Coco had pointed out. That he was finding it difficult to manage looking after his friends and looking after himself at the same time. You see, Hamper told her, I don't want to stop more people coming to the picnics, because I like to see everyone so happy. But the truth is, I can't keep up. I'm always giving away my food and not keeping anything back for myself. Ah, said the fairy nodding her head so that tiny little leaves fell from her hair, floating down to the ground. That is a conundrum indeed. She paused for a moment as though contemplating his predicament. But, she said, I think I have just the thing for you. You do? Hamper asked, his ears pricking up with hope. I do do, she said, the cornucopia. Hamper the hare frowned. The cornucopia? What's that? The fall fairy let out a tinkling laugh, covering her mouth with her hand. (laughs) Not the cornucopia, she said. The cornucopia. It's a magical basket of plenty. A magical basket of plenty, Hamper repeated curiously. Yes, the fairy told him. It's like the one you're carrying there, except it's old, as old as the forest itself. And when it was made, a magical spell was cast over it. The basket is overflowing with all kinds of delicious goodies, apples and oranges chocolate muffins, cucumber sandwiches, anything your heart could desire. And the magic is, no matter how much you take from it, it will always be full. It's the picnic basket that never runs out. Hamper pictured the existence of such a basket in his mind's eye and was struck once again with wonder. The cornucopia he whispered. Wow. Wow indeed, said the fool fairy. And what's more? It sounds like just the thing you need. Want me to show it to you? The fairy was right. It did sound like just the kind of thing Hamper needed. A basket. He could fill with whatever he fancied cooking, but which would never run out, no matter how many of his friends came to his picnics. He told the fairy he would love for her to show him where it was. Okay, she said, we're going underground. But then she paused and looked at him. There is one thing. She said, "The cornucopia can only be held by someone who truly deserves it." "Someone who truly deserves it," said Hamper. "But how will I know if I truly deserve it?" "I don't know," the Fall Fairy said. "I guess we'll have to wait and see." "Okay then, follow me." And with those words. The fairy did a loop-the-loop in the air and then flew down into a gap between two of the ancient yew trees' massive knotted roots. Hamper bounced in after her and found himself in a tunnel that led deep underground. The walls of the tunnel were covered in a soft green moss and the whole place smelled warm and earthy, rich with life and growing things. Down here, the fall fairy's body let off a warm golden light, as though she were herself made out of a little piece of the sun. She flew out ahead of Hamper, like a torch in the darkness, so he had no problem knowing where to go. Down, down, down they went. Each time Hamper imagined they couldn't possibly go any further, further down did they go. He must be very deep below the sleepy forest now, thought Hamper. I wonder where the fall fairy is taking me. Soon enough, Hamper's thoughts were answered. With the fall fairy ahead of him, they both emerged from the tunnel into a clearing that looked like one of the sleepy forest's many glades. But Hamper could tell that this glade was a very magical place. The leaves twinkled in a silvery light that seemed to come from the moon, but there was no sky above them, just a roof of soil. The grass glistened with dew, and a tiny crystal stream snaked its way between the trees. Follow me, the fall fairy murmured, and she floated out into the glade. As they went, Hamper looked up into the sparkling trees and saw that the branches were covered in dark red and purple berries. Here we are, said the fairy. They had stopped beside a yew tree that was identical to the one above ground, the one the fairy had flown out from except that where the above-ground tree was old and knotted, this one was young, and its bark was a golden-brown color. The fairy pointed to the base of the tree and whispered, Look, the cornucopia. Hamper could have gasped. His foot started thumping with excitement, without him even asking it to do it. In front of them, nestled at the base of the young yew tree, was the most beautiful picnic basket he could ever have imagined. Just like the yew tree, it was made from golden wood and it was decorated with engravings of ivy and rosebuds. But the beauty of the basket was nothing compared to what it held. It was overflowing with the most brilliant, most delicious-looking foods Hamper had ever seen. Fruit and vegetables, cakes and sweet bakes, pastries, and everything else you could imagine, all glimmering like treasure. Hamper hadn't had a single bite to eat all afternoon because he was too busy making sure everyone else was well-fed at his picnic. And at the sight of all this food, his stomach began to gurgle. You're hungry, said the fall fairy. And Hamper couldn't deny it, he certainly was. Well, the fairy carried on. There's plenty here. Let me get you something. And the fall fairy swooped down towards the cornucopia and plucked from its many riches a single green pear. She flew back to Hamper and handed the pear to him. Hamper looked at the pear, which was bright and plump and juicy, and he thought that it was the tastiest-looking pear he had ever set eyes upon. This was exactly what he wanted. He couldn't wait to sink his teeth into the perfect, Pear. He opened his mouth so his sharp little teeth showed. He raised his hand, holding the pear slowly to his lips. And it was then that he heard the sound. It was the sound of a stomach gurgling. But, very curiously, it wasn't his own. He paused what he was doing. He didn't take the bite of the pear. He looked up at the fall fairy who was hovering in the air and realized it was her stomach that had gurgled. The fall fairy must be hungry, and her hunger must have been made worse by the prospect of seeing him sink his teeth into this delicious pear. And in that moment, Hamper decided not to eat the pear. Instead, he held it out to the fall fairy. There we go, he said to her. You go first, please. Smiling curiously, she flew back down and took the pear back from him. Then she hovered in the air, holding it, looking down at him mysteriously. Then she broke into a big, pearly smile. Hamper the hare," she said. You truly are the most generous creature in all of Sleepy Forest. And because you are so generous, and because you offered me to eat this pear before you took it yourself, you've proven yourself deserving of the basket of plenty. And with these words, she threw the pear high into the air. And by the time it fell and hit the ground, it had multiplied into dozens of pears. The cornucopia, the fall fairy said joyfully as it rained down fruit around them, is yours. Almost bursting with happiness. Hamper the Hare hopped forward and plucked up the basket of plenty from where it lay. It was surprisingly light, even with all that food in it. The Fall Fairy led him back through the tunnel they'd come down in, glowing up ahead of him as he carried the golden basket up to the forest floor. When they reached the surface, Hamper thanked the fairy for helping solve his problem. You don't need to thank me, the fall fairy said to him. The basket of plenty is now yours. That is the world's way of thanking you. You see, Hamper, she said, the world will always reward generous spirits. If you look after others, The world will make sure it looks after you. She smiled down at him proudly. Now, she said, off you go. It's almost my bedtime. And with one final shake of tiny leaves from her hair, she turned and flew into the trunk of the yew tree. Thank you. Hamper whispered once more, after the fairy had gone. He ate a plump pear, a jam sandwich, and a potato pie on the way home, and the treats were just as delicious as the ones he made himself. A few days later, Hamper the hare threw another picnic on the hill beside Sleepy Forest. He invited everyone he could, and when his guests asked if they could bring their friends, he replied, Yes, of course, the more the merrier. When he revealed the basket of plenty, everyone clapped and cheered. They said it was the most beautiful basket they'd ever seen, and everyone was very impressed by its magical abilities. They ate and ate, and ate, and the basket never seemed to get any emptier. They ate until they were all completely full, and all the guests went home happier and more satisfied than they'd ever been before. As usual, Coco the koala stayed behind with Hamper to help clear up. Hamper. Coco said, it was so good to see you enjoying the food as well as everyone else today. Hamper agreed with him. He'd enjoyed being able to eat without fear of it running out. And now, he was so stuffed, he couldn't imagine eating another mouthful. We've got the cornucopia to thank for that, Hamper said. Oh no, Coco told his friend. We have you to thank for that. You really do throw the best parties in the whole wide world. Hamper brimmed with pride. Soon they had finished clearing up. The sun was setting over the crest of the hill. And after that bit of work, Hamper felt that maybe he could manage just one more mouthful. Hey, Coco, he said, how about one final jam donut before we go home? Coco didn't have to think about it for too long. Yes, please, he said. And so the two friends, Hamper and Coco, sat on the side of the hill, the golden basket of plenty overflowing beside them and enjoyed a jam donut together as the sun set slowly over sleepy forest